We're on Instagram. We're in Facebook groups. We're talking to each other like, yeah, I'm going to fire that woman. She's done. And then as she walks into the room, hi, how you doing? Do you want to sit down? Oh, your lashes aren't clean. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Like I, all of a sudden, I think all that fire and brimstone goes away. I just don't think people in real life have that. I just think because it's tough, man. You got to be mean almost. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for, like, McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, on to our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast. Your friend in the lash industry. Hey, Smart Cookies. We are coming to you from the City of Roses, and this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love your enthusiasm. Yay! Yay, Yay Lashes! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, everyone! This is coming out, I think, the day after Christmas, but we'll do a merry post-Christmas video. Or merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy, happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year, happy Hanukkah. All the lovely things that happen during this time. It's actually a lot of fun. We are doing all sorts of fun things with our kids. Yes. and We did sugar cookies the other night. Yeah, and tonight we're doing gingerbread Gingerbread houses. houses. We have competition. Yes, like, we do. It's hardcore. Everything we do is competition. <laughs> I don't know why. I, this was not you growing up. No, it wasn't. Just it's just become this way. We've always done gingerbread houses with the kids, and it has just evolved so that during the time that you're doing the houses, you're trash talking. Yeah. You're like, my house is going to kick your House is but, but, yeah. my house is the best house ever. And and then we we usually do teams. I go to the dollar store, the 99 cent store, and I load up on every kind of candy that is yeah. possible and like crackers and cookies and stuff like that. Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. So we do that. One day, maybe we'll do, maybe next year, like all the different things we've done over the years for Christmas, because I think we do some unique things. This year, we found something new that I know in the UK, they do the poppers. The crackers. the cra- Or crackers. Yeah, yeah, we crack it. And then there's a little prize in it. And this year, we found one where you get like these little penguins. And then you They're put wind them on, up toys. And you put them on a track and you do a race. Because once again, we need a competition. Okay, wait. So my favorite part of the gingerbread house is actually what we do with them when we're done. Oh, yes. Okay, so this is actually the best part. And I would love to share this with you guys. Okay. And so, then we'll get going here. Yes. So after January 1st, you dress up in a onesie. And Tuss dresses up in a onesie. Well, you're supposed to dress up in a onesie. Yes, Me based on Tuss's rules here. Are the only ones that do it. So this is after New Year's usually. So you get in the feet. Uh, you get in your onesie. It's in the evening usually. Yeah, well, it's cold. And yeah, it's cold. Outside. So that's why you have to have the onesie. In California, on. cold's like fifty degrees. Okay, so you put the trash can in the center, and so it's you, a garbage can. It's a garbage big, can. Trash can. So you've got your gingerbread house. There's only one person with the gingerbread house, and the person who created it. Yes, yeah, so you, you've yeah. got your gingerbread house in your hands, 
and you are trying to shield yourself from everyone who's trying to you're get trying it. You're trying to score like a basket. Think of a basketball yes. with a where you have your basketball and you're trying to dunk it. Well, we're going to do the same thing, but now we're going to be dunking the gingerbread, our gingerbread house. houses. And the thing is that you want to get the gingerbread. It's got to go up. And this no goes slamming this down into the... You can't just put it in the garbage can. You, you have to like... It's got to get in. air, okay? You got to get air. You jump up and then you come you down. slam now, it. Now, sometimes when you do this, you lose control of the gingerbread house. <laughs> and and then, it goes other places or... And break. then the dogs go crazy. And it's really yeah. funny. And then everyone scrambles to pick it up. So anyway, yeah. that's what you do. And then everyone's trying to like fight you and, and do this. And... It is so much fun. I will maybe we'll do when we do the videos. I don't know. Maybe we'll we gotta show year. you guys we'll this. It. It's yeah. so much fun. Well, it's fun for us. I, I know, know you're probably like what weirdos. Like, well, today we're not going to talk about Christmas because Christmas is over. When you're listening to this, we're going to talk about actually what things that. Well, let me get to this. Tuss now has been in uh, Facebook groups and she's mainly in Lash Queens, doing stuff in there and providing a lot of value and insights. And she's noticing certain things that happen a lot. So it's fun. It's been good because I've been seeing this stuff for a long time because I've been I've been much more engaged on social media and following what people do. And actually, it's what helps us know what we talk about. Because if, if you guys didn't have social media interacting and talking, we would be dumb, just dumbfounded. Like, what to talk about next? So today, we're going to talk about basically something we've talked about in the past, but some new, just new thoughts about firing clients. There's just so many people are so quick to say, fire them, just fire them, murder them, kill them, <laughs> da- you know, damn their kids, whatever. It's like, calm down. There are better ways of doing this. So we thought we'd talk about just the mindset yeah. and some ways to handle things yeah. that aren't going the way you want in the last room. But before we do that, we're going to do some announcements. Tons of stuff going on, but first, heads up, next month in January, we're excited. We're going to be revealing or basically playing what we'll say hopefully will be the very extremely helpful tool. And we're going to be basically doing a whole bunch of episodes on the UV LED light controversy. Oh, yeah. It's like Shark Week, but it's LED week. Or month. It might be a month. Yeah. It's like Shark Month. But like LED style. Yeah. About everything about LED, we've talked to, we're not done, but we're in the process of talking to doctors, talking to PhD scientists. And, Photonics. And, who are in this field. They know this world. We're also going to be talking to manufacturers, distributors, engineers, all sorts of different walks of life. And medical specialists. And yeah. specializes in using lasers in his practice and how it affects the biology of the eye. And we also might be teaming up with one of our friends over at Lighthard Lash mm-hmm. to do a, kind of a double episode where we both talk about our findings because they're also looking into this. So that will be in January. I don't have the exact date, but it's coming soon. But keep your eyes open. Yeah, that's coming. And then also we have Lashcast Clubhouse. January 8th will be when we launch that. I have so much to do between now and then. You know and what? Dead, I wish we're... we had Lash House Clubhouse sound effects. Yes. Like little, like... Like marshmallows jumping. That's what oh, the yeah, that's Clubhouse the sound. sounds. Marshmallows jumping. Marshmallows sure. jumping. Because that sounds like what? No. It's a key. Oh, they, they make noises. They They're do. live. There's yeah. live marshmallows. Yes. Well, the Clubhouse, we want to talk about help you level up your business and build a business you're proud of. Because I think most of us... That's our dream, right? We got into this because we really want to build a business. But building a business you're proud of takes some work. And a business you're proud of, by the way, does make money. I, I, we decided yeah. to talk about not focusing on the money because we've always said you focus on doing good work and the money, and the will money follow. follow. So focus on building a business you're proud of 
and the money will follow. It's like a little opposite instruction than like focusing on the designer handbags, the jet sets, the fancy meals, the sunset dinners. That stuff is nice and it, and people can confuse that with the trappings of success. But for a lot of us, I think success is being proud of a business that you- It's your legacy. Yeah. And I'm proud of all the purses I own. I have so many nice purses at this point. So, but that's it. We're going to be, that's going to be coming out January 8th. It's our beta. So it's definitely- going to be a work in progress where we're going to basically learn what works best. So there's, we, we're going to give you a lot of value. I promise that we're going to teach you everything we know. We've built two businesses. Now Tessa's worked solo. We've had renters. We've had we've done commission, we've done, commission, we've done we've every done kind of pay base. scale. So we have all these different systems that we've tried and we're going to share how we built our salon where it was. If you want to be solo, we'll tell you how to get uh, more successful as a solo artist. We'll share in stuff about people want to know about events and online trainings and all that. We'll probably do that a little bit later down the road, but we'll share that stuff. We're going to give you access to us. So we're going to be doing weekly, Q&As. We have lots of different ideas. So that's all coming. More details. We'll probably do a special episode just a week before that really breaks it down as well as we will share, do lives and all sorts of fun stuff to get everyone hyped up about it. So when we launch or we'll have like, you'll have like five days or seven days to sign up to get on board and then after that we will basically start rolling in february that's the goal i think it's gonna be super cool and super different one because we've just been in this industry for 19 almost 19 years now we've got a lot of experience we've built businesses and we want to share that with you and how we did it and encourage you and give you just more of what you get here but just behind the scenes and more in detail so just the, more. More. We're going to give you more. What else do we have going on? Well, the premiere show is coming up on February 4th through the 5th. We have Michelle Rath, UL, I think that's how you pronounce it, Rafferty, Michelle Wynn, and Chris Carr are all going to be speaking. Please well, go. Where's premiere? Premiere it's is going to be in Anaheim, and it's going to be here. Premiere show is just like IBS, but a different version. It's a different company behind it. It's in Anaheim. We did it last year. We're also going to be in Orlando and other places. So with the price of admission. It's like 75 bucks or $65. You get access to all the speakers. Yeah, links in the show notes. And then I might even have a discount code. I'm, I'll try to get that up before this happens. If not, be looking for it. I think there's a small discount code that they gave us. I can't find it. So that said, we'll be there. Also going to be at the London Lash Conference on January 22nd. So if you're in the UK or anywhere in Europe or maybe New York and Northeast, come over and hang out with us. It's going to be one full day, amazing lineup of speakers. We're the MCs and we're talking. So definitely want to see oh, you there. Love to see you there. And then Tustin's retention course is going to be sometime spring, maybe early summer, depending on how things go. We recorded it. We loved it, but we got, got to a put lot. Together. We got a lot of work to get that going and so forth. So, all right. Now I guess last con ticket sales, we just closed though. So we... <laughs> You have to wait till March now. Don't worry. You can wait till March. And if you want a sponsor, we're going to be putting that information out in January. So you can reach out to me at paul at lashcast.com and give you details on sponsorships. All right. Let's get into Tussa's little world of... I just what I found. What's going on out there with people and wanting to fire all their clients? Okay. Well, I don't blame people for feeling this way. What I see happening is there's an exchange between the client and the lash artist. And there's some kind of dissatisfaction in some way with the work and the client is saying oh, they fell out or they, I don't understand. This is new for me. And the question is I've extended, I've given grace to this person before. Should I keep doing it? I don't want to be taken advantage of. And a lot of people in the forums will just say, fire this person. They're clearly trying to take advantage of you. And I agree that it's really good to have good boundaries, but here's the thing. We all struggle at times with dealing with people. And my philosophy, not that I have never felt Me these especially, things. Me especially, by the way. 
It's like, how do I deal with that Paul guy? Yeah. Well, this all comes came from you and your coaching to me is that my motto is find ways to say yes. And remember, we are in the people-pleasing business. It's really one of our core values, find ways to say yes. When we were doing our trainings for our staff for LashCon, we're like, guys, we want to say yes. That is always our default setting, not that skeptical look or no. You're trying to take something. You're taking advantage of me. Yeah. Now, they may be trying to take advantage of you, but oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes they are just telling you because they're having a problem and they want to get a solution. Now, most people who have a problem leave. They leave and they don't tell you and you don't know you're not yeah, wise. they're not happy with you, the way they tell you they're not happy is they just don't come back. And they'll tell you, oh, I'm moving or- Oh, I'm going to give you a break, break on my lashes. Yeah, or my husband got laid off. They'll literally lie about things. We've because seen Because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. But when they're actually engaging with you, don't take offense to that. The thing is that when I we say find ways to say yes, the reason why we do that, it's selfish. It actually is- for my benefit. It's for your benefit. I'm telling you to do this because when you find ways to say yes, you are exploring every possible avenue that you could learn from the situation. And when we learn something, it's costly, right? We're learning how to do something new. It might take us a little bit more time. It might take us money. But once we understand that, that's when we become the master. Leaders are, you only heard this, leaders are readers, but also another phrase I like is leaders are learners which is even bigger than just being a reader. Most leaders I know read a lot. They like to read, they like to see what's new, what's out there. But a learner is someone who always approaches everything with humility and a sense of like, how can I improve this? I think the reason why, Tuscany, you got so good at retention was because every time someone complained about bad retention, you didn't just blame the client. You looked at yourself and said, what am I doing that's contributing to this problem? The client might be doing a lot of things. Oh, yeah. But- it didn't matter. You focus on you and what you could change. Cause you can't change the client, right? You can't make them become a different person to do different behaviors. You'll beat your head against the wall before they probably change, but you can always change the way you approach things with your attitude, your actions and how you think. That's exactly right. And the other point is that I had such a dogged sense of pride. I will solve this problem Maybe it's a people-pleasing thing. I will get you to like me. I will get you to like me. And I'm going to do it if it costs me my fingers working to the, the nubs or the bones. Yeah. And so it was, you're not happy now or it's not working for you? Well, let's find out why. Let me do this. Let yeah. me work to see how I can get that. Because I didn't want to give any reason for somebody to say it was me. So that served me because I was able to figure out by exhausting every avenue to try to figure out, is this the client or is it me? And once I figured out, in some cases, it was the client and I've given them so many free times, then it was time for me to say, you know what? I've done so much for you in this case. I don't think that you're happy with the work that I'm doing. Then we'd have that conversation. But actually, we stopped. We just started enforcing the rules. That's what became our way to getting people to leave. Because if they were always late, we just never gave them extra time. And eventually, they wanted extra time. We said, well, I'm sorry, but you can't. But if you want, you can pay for it. And usually, you're too booked to give it. So they have to come back, which is a pain in the butt to do. We lost someone this year because she decided. Actually, there's another thing. She decided to cancel the last second. And I said, well, that you're going to have to pay for that appointment. And she just ghosted us. That was it. 
not going to do it. We were glad. She I was literally so the worst client in the world. Thankful. She has fired herself many times. Many times. She's left many times. We've been in this, doing this for a long time. I think this is like her third or fourth time where we've draw a line in the sand and then she walks out and leaves and she goes somewhere else. She always comes back later, probably again, again. but I just can't find anyone that does what Tusney does. And then she apologizes and then pays. But at the same time, I have a feeling this was the final one. I just got a feeling. I'm hoping. We can pray. We can <laughs> hope. We pray and hope that she's right. gone for good. But that's how we handle it. You just enforce the rules. You enforce your things. I know that when you're a people pleaser, this is a dual side. Like you got your, we're telling you, be a people pleaser. So always say yes, but you say yes, but you still have boundaries. Those two things are not opposites. You can say yes. You can come in. You're an hour late. Don't worry. Yes. Don't you can come worry. In. We'll I'll, do the best we can with the 15 minutes we have. Don't worry. It's better than paying for that and getting nothing. Yeah. I don't understand when people, they're 15 minutes late and they say, I canceled the appointment. Like, why? why? Just have them come in. You're sitting around anyways, doing nothing, waiting yes. for them. So might as well get them in, get half those lashes on, still charge them the full price. And by the way, if they're not happy and they don't want to come back, they don't want to pay extra... They'll actually leave on their own and they'll make that decision themselves versus you doing that awkward conversation, which I don't believe anyone does. Like, hi, Tusney. I know you always come in with dirty lashes and you're always late. And I'm going to fire you because I just can't have you as a client anymore. Who does that? Or a more passive way, like, I just don't think we're a good fit. I think, let me make recommend some other lash artists. For all the talk online that people put out there, I bet you one out of 100 actually has that conversation. I bet the rest of them, because most people are people pleasers. Well, people will do it in a very passive way. They won't allow the person to book anymore, or they say that that kind of stuff. They won't be direct. And I think people get really, it's like those, I don't know if people see these, there's these videos where dogs are barking ferociously at, a at big each dog. other like, oh, like a big dog and there's a little dog you just saw one and there's the other a glass day. and there's a guy sitting between them and the dog's going crazy and the guy's holding back this little dog and finally he puts the little dog next to the big dog and all of a sudden the little dog just shuts up and sits there with a scared face yeah and then he put t- picks up the little dog and puts it on the other side and again it goes crazy barking that's what I think a lot of us are with our clients. We're on Instagram. We're in Facebook groups. We're talking to each other like, yeah, I'm going to fire that woman. She's done. And then she usually walks into the room. Hi, how are you doing? You want to sit down? Oh, your lashes aren't clean. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Like I, all of a sudden, I think all that fire and brimstone goes away. I just don't think people in real life have that. I just think because it's tough, man. You got to be mean almost. It is tough. And the way that I would do it was that I would plan on talking about any news key or housekeeping with the client at the end of the appointment. Yeah. So I have the whole appointment to figure out how am I going to word this, <laughs> right? And my plan was that I would start telling them when I was finished with the work. So I'm starting to like fluff through the lashes. I'm giving them a rinse. I'm trying to say your lashes may not be as full. I, as full as you normally like them because I spent time cleaning the mascara out, but they're even. If you want more time, we can find some time next week that you can book. Yeah. But I'd have that set and then their eyes are closed and they're not in a combative, you don't have to look at their face to explain these things. That's a good time to do those things. Yeah, because often if they're late, they're a little agitated already and stressed out and all that stuff. So So don't have the conversation when they're late. All you have to say is, don't worry, take a deep breath. You made it. We're going to do the best we can with the time we have. All you have to do as a lash artist is make sure that they're even. 
it doesn't matter if they're not as full because they've wasted their own time. And if they say, can I have more time? Absolutely. absolutely. Let's see when we can. Let's say I've got somebody else coming in. Or if no one in, yes, we'll take it. But your rate is 135 an hour. So we just say it's 34 bucks basically for 15 minutes. How much more time do you want? And then you put it on them. Let them decide. And if they go, well, can you just give it to me for free? It's like, I, no, I, I, can't. Don't, I don't work for free. I wish I could. I can't. I don't work for free. I don't think you e- don't either. Yeah. I don't know many people work for free. So if you want more time, I'm more than glad. Now, once a blue moon, to us, like her favorite clients, she might show a little grace. And this is an area, too, where I don't think people talk about it. It's like grace is a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful gift. And endears people to you and really makes people fans. So we recently, I can't remember who, someone, I think, canceled last second. The first time they've done it ever. And I said, don't worry about it. For this one time, I'm not going to charge you. But in the future, if you do this, we'll have to charge you. And she was totally, oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you so much. And she was gracious and kind and just make her us endeared more. It was the first time, I think, in eight years or five. I forget. It was a long time. So it's like, am I really like this first time she does? Oh, that's it. I'm charging you mother effer. I'm done with you. They're like, whoa, wait, I, haven't I been your client forever? Yeah, I know. But you made, you canceled last second and there's no grace in this house for you. Like, come I mean, on. think about it. We all want to be treated with grace and this is what it means to be a businesswoman, businessman. <laughs> yeah. Business person. Yes. Is that you, you have to extend grace and grace. far. It does. I mean, just I won't go into any examples because I can't specific stories, but man, grace in our business as far as Lashcast and Lashcon, taking the high road and showing kindness when people are being nasty to you has done so much good to us. You may have a right to be angry and they you may have a you are seeing things correctly when they were dissing you. But if you overlook that and extend grace. I'm not talking about being a doormat. I'm just saying thinking the best about people and maybe think giving them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe things were going on in life. Maybe they had a death in the family. Maybe things were bad. I mean, whatever. the best example of this is when I think I've talked about this in the past. Seven Habits. Successful, highly successful highly people. Highly successful people or something like that. I forget the title of the book. He shares in the beginning all about perception. And there's this man on a train with a bunch of kids. and They got going, on the bus. They're on the bus. And they're all going crazy, the running around. The kids are like out of, out control. of control. And the dad was just sitting there like with like, a dumbfounded look on his face. Not paying attention. And this other person, I don't know if a man or woman was watching, I think it was a guy, and he comes up. He's annoyed by like, their behavior. Dude, Dude do something about you, your kids. They're out of control. And he's like, Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. We just came from the hospital where their mother died. And I guess we just don't know how to handle it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this anger for his lack of ability to control his children became compassion because he realized this man was in crisis. He was mourning. The kids were mourning. Everyone was mourning. It was a horrible situation. And who are we to cast judgment in that situation without knowing all the facts? And I often say we don't know all the facts. We don't know all the story, what's going on with our client. We don't know what's going on with this uh, person with LashCon or LashCast. And because of that, we extend grace with the hopes that maybe they will come around and more times than not, they do. I've got a client story where I did not extend grace and I learned this the very hard way. This was a, a very good client. This is when we had the salon. This was before you came on. Of course, because you didn't have me. The <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> anyway, she confirmed that she was going to be there and then she didn't show up. And the front desk said, should we charge this person? Or I was like, yeah, I'm totally mad. She confirmed and she's not showing up. And so I guess the she fired off a, a nasty message. Like It wasn't nasty. It was just enforcing the policies. Yeah. 
But the clients canceled all of her appointments and she said, I had a sudden death in the family and I've been such a loyal client and I can't believe that you would handle it so poorly. And I was ashamed. Yeah. I was ashamed. And I think of that every time I'm tempted to be like, yeah, she confirmed. I couldn't fathom in my small little brain that somebody would have a crisis and it would affect how they treated other people. And I didn't extend grace in that moment. And I so, so, so wish I had. She was one of my first clients. I sent a mailer out to people about my business. And she came. She was one of the very first people in my brick and mortar business. And I am, so that burns with shame. I have shame in my bones over that one. As you should. I know. Don't be like me. Don't do that, you Don't guys. Do that. Don't and I do know it. People are saying you should in Facebook groups and trying to empower you. I think a lot of happens is people don't know what to say. They don't know how to, like someone's upset, something bad happened. And the only thing they can say is like, well, you should just fire them. Like they want to empower you. They want to encourage you. So their motives, I think, are good. They're not trying to like say, oh, you should just screw everyone. They're just, what do you say to someone who's frustrated and the client canceled on you? What do you say? Well, the best thing to say is, what do you say to someone who's frustrated that they're not making enough money? Or raise your, or charge your worth, that worthless phrase. So that's, that's the stuff. People come up with little pet phrases, little things they say that they hope will help you get through this rough patch. So when you're annoyed at somebody, you're annoyed at your client that you think that they might be trying to get extra free work out of you, I want you to look at the texts and their engagement with you as a gift because they are telling you what the problem is because they want you to help solve it for them. And maybe the problem is them and maybe it's you. You don't know yet. So I want you to do everything you possibly can to get to the bottom of it so that you can figure it out so that if it's them, you can charge them for it. But you have done so much in extending grace, they're going to be like, oh, I, I want to stay with this person, right? I think it's one of the secrets why we got so busy so quick and had 13, 14 staff taking care of clients. It's because we had such a welcoming environment. We had boundaries. We definitely had our boundaries. We definitely enforced them. But we also had grace and kindness. And we always took responsibility for anything that happened in that room to try to fix it on ourselves. And because of that, I think clients felt very loyal because most people, I think, either give up or don't care or are indifferent or don't really show that concern. One of my best clients now, she's been with me for over 10 years, I would say. She was a first client for one of my staff. Yeah, I was about to bring her up. Yeah, and, and this the was a perfect example. She had as much experience as me and she has a business just down the corner. And she came to me and she says, I don't know what to do with this woman. She is asking for stuff that's just completely outrageous. She doesn't know what she wants. I can't handle her. So I said, I'll take it. I'll figure out what's going on. And I met with her. I thought she was lovely. I figured out what was she needed. And I said, this is how you handle it. And the other girl was like, I cannot take her. I can't. She just irritates me too much. I'm like, okay, she has turned out to be not only one of the best clients I have, but actually one of my, my, my friends. She's a yeah. friend. Like, and it's rare to have that. I know that many We don't advise doing this, but this person has moved into the friend zone. I, I feel like <laughs> also it's easier, I think, when you're younger, but like for me to be older and to have like a peer as a friend. So anyway, the point is that don't be so quick to push off somebody. All she needed, she just wanted to be affirmed in what she was seeing and, and she wanted something different. And yeah. the stylist the wasn't comfortable with going into a place where admitting she didn't know something because you want to feel like you're in control. I get it. 
And it happened a lot, actually. Tusney often would take the throwaway clients that are the ones that were too difficult. And more times than not always, but more times than not, there was nothing really there. The client just was being misunderstood or didn't understand why we did a certain practice and we helped them understand and things got better. And Tusney salvaged quite a few clients and then she put them back into the staff's books and tell them how to handle this a little bit better. And I think for those of you out there, especially if you're not slammed, like if you're still growing your business, man, this is a strategy that will help you grow and get more clients in. One other thing I would say when they would come to me and say, I really want to fire this client. This client gives me stress. I can't handle on this in my schedule. And I would say, listen, if you don't learn how to handle this person, she is going to haunt you for the rest of your life. She will have a different name and a different face, but she will come in and she will do the same things. You have to figure out how to solve this problem with her now. Otherwise, you'll be haunted. Yep. You want to figure out how to deal with that picker, how to deal with that person that's late, or how that person who has bad breath. or Whatever. Whatever it is. There's so many things they do, right, that can be annoying and, and frustrating. You need to learn to find how to do it. And, by the way, you're the professional here, right? It's not like you go to other doctors or other places and they look at you. Okay, and- yeah. So, the one other thing that I can't stand is I want to encourage you guys if you're so offended with lash crust, I understand it's gross. It's not fun. And sometimes no matter how much you instruct somebody, they're still going to have it. As professionals, we deal with lash crust. It is what we do. We have to. If we are a lash artist, we have to do it. And we have to do it with a smile on our face. When you go to the doctor and you've got acne or you've got an infection or you've got something that's nasty, they deal with it and they're professional about it. They're not like, I will not take you because you have pus or you have crust. No, it's their or your job. your dentist won't take you because you don't clean your teeth. They just do. They just take it and take your money. Yes. So, so you'll get over it. You'll learn to... And charge for charge it. Charge more because it takes more time to clean. So to say, well, I need 15 more minutes for you because I have to clean your lashes. I have to clean your lashes. No big no. deal. All right. Trust has got to go and because her client's here. And I am going to wrap this up. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Snow Bunny, Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.